Hey guys, this is Manny. Thank you for joining us on the Vine Podcast brought to you by Crosspoint Creative. Uh, today we're actually uh, super excited about bringing in Steve Mena, who is our MBA insider slash Marvel Studios insider. And so Steve, say what's up to the people, man. Hey, how's it going, people? How's it going, Crosspoint family? Everybody else out there? Hope y'all doing good today. Awesome, man. We're so excited to have Steve on. Steve uh, is uh, our leader for our youth ministry. God is doing amazing things through him and his wife um, and through the team that they put together and uh, really making a difference in that age group, fifth through 12th grade. And so he's also one of my good friends and we spent a lot of time uh, chatting and making fun of each other's teams and got a bunch of text threads talking about basketball. So I said, well, who better to dive into the NBA than uh, than our boy Steve? And so, first question for you, Steve, is: Does the NBA belong to Giannis after this last uh, NBA Finals? Uh, to Giannis, um, man, I think it slowly is becoming uh, either his or I would say Luca, but definitely his. I mean, think about it, dude has two uh, MVPs and then uh, Finals MVP championship. And then the defensive yeah. MVP, I mean, this guy is just, uh, you know, it's been proving it every year. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of other great players. But, I mean, if he continues to be doing what he's doing, I could see, you know, in the future, he being the next face of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because, uh, man, I've had conversations with, with some of my friends as well. And and it's almost like the the, um, the Golden State Warriors have made the two-point game, mid-range game, <laughs> even the slam dunk game, not as exciting as as what, you know, the Splash Brothers do from behind the line, what, what Dame Lillard does from, you know, just over half court. And so it's interesting to see his dominance in the paint, his dominance uh, inside the three-point line. And um, so that that's interesting. Uh, someone else that you mentioned was was Luca. Uh, tell me a little more about him. Why, why you think he, he might be someone that that might be the next face of the NBA? I mean, one, uh, just him not being a, like a player from the United States and being like, you know, an international player, or I guess, European player. Like he's young. He, he like you lose Dirk Nowinski and you feel like you really didn't lose him because he's doing like, you know, not comparing him. He still has a lot to do, but just as good as him. Um, like, look what he's done in the Olympics, you know, uh, playoffs, like triple doubles. Like he's just a really good player. I think, man, he's just missing that one piece and I could definitely see him as well. Um, he's really made a name for himself. Yeah, man, that that guy balls out. I mean, he's six foot eight. Um, he can dribble, he can shoot. Uh, if you look at him, he doesn't look like a great athlete. He kind of has a <laughs> little bit of a young man's dad bod going. But, yeah. man, that dude can get up and down the court. There's not a shot he can't hit. And the cool thing I like about him, I, I got a chance to, to watch him play in Dallas before COVID all broke out, and he was playing against the Spurs. Um, but... Uh, European players kind of have that, you know, uh, people think of European players as soft. Um, they're people that, you know, they get pushed around. They're not very tough. And what I what I enjoyed seeing that you don't really get to see on like a TV broadcast is, man, my dude, Luca, he, he is chippy. 
he talks trash to people, he pushes people back, and I'm like, that's not your 1990s European player, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, most definitely. No, not at all. I think um, I think a lot of that has to do, one, because he's young. Um, and, he, you know, he had, a, had he definitely knew he had to make a name for himself. Um, but I just think, like, you know, that first year, people were, like, coming after him. And I think he was like, nah, you know, like, th- it ain't going to, this ain't going to fly like y'all think it is. Like, not only, it, not only am I going to talk smack, but I'm going to back it up. And he has, man. That and, dude's yeah. been a beast in the playoffs, man. I, he has been so fun to watch, man. I, I truly feel like he, he really is uh, a one player away. It's kind of disheartening that, you know, the big acquisition for for Dallas and free agency. And so we'll transition into free agency and see what you think there was, was bringing Tim Hardaway Jr. back. You see, as a, as a Knicks fan, I've seen four years of <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. And you could have him. Legit. Like, that guy... He's good today, terrible tomorrow. He'll put up good numbers one day, and then his basketball acumen and IQ, when you need him most, just it, it just escapes him. He'll pull up from 36 feet for no good reason when, like, the lane is wide open. And so with free agency already kind of unfolding and everything that's happened, let's start with the Lakers. Are they old or are they going to win it all? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like if somebody was to say they would win it all, they're still old, but they're not going to win it. <laughs> I don't think they're going to I don't think they'll win it all. I think they can definitely make a run for it. I think the um you know, one thing I would say like I mean, you have Westbrook. I mean, that dude is just like going to be hustle all day. Dude's going to give you his all. I think it definitely um that's I feel like that right there is going to be a little trouble with him and LeBron, but you know, they do have players now that he can actually like pass the ball to. A mellow who's yeah. gonna shoot, you know, LeBron. That's what LeBron does. It's gonna find you open, and you know, and Melo's not gonna be afraid to shoot. You know, you had a Caldwell Pope that like, I don't know what happened this playoffs. You passed. Oh, he's overrated. That guy's terrible. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. But Pope is not good at all. But I don't think I don't think I don't think they can. I just think it's one is just gonna be like, I think LeBron is kind of. Uh, the last dance was over for him a while back. Um, <laughs> but I just don't see it. With, I don't see him and Westbrook uh, working good together. And that man, just again, dude, you have um, the Nets again. A lot of injuries, you know, but them dudes are stacked and even more. Then you got yeah. Marcus Aldridge thinking about coming out of retirement, um, whatever that was with his health issues. Um, but man, you got some great teams, man, that you're just like, whoa, like. You know, and then Miami, I think if they had another good player um, and the Golden State Warriors, I, everybody's, you know, been sleeping on them because of injuries. But you get Clay back, that's really yeah. all that's scary as it is. But and then they got two uh, first round picks. And I don't know if you saw yeah. them play yesterday, but uh, um, Moody and um, I can't I don't know how to pronounce the other guy's name, but he was that dude is a monster. Really? Yeah. I mean, so like. The- and that, that's going to be huge for them, you know. Um, I think, get, first of all, getting Clay back. And that's a that's a team that people sleep on all the time. And, and over the last two years, people thought, well, they're going to package some of their young pieces and, and go get a, a big name and a big start. But, man, I, honestly, I think about that, that squad, their winning culture, uh, their unselfishness. And, like, without anybody, Curry was balling out and almost got them in, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. even with a little bit of help, man, I think, yeah, I think they're uh, they're going to 
they're going to surprise some people in the West. All right, so the Lakers, even if they're winners, you still think they're old. Our boy Mike is not going to like that very much. And then yeah. uh, how about the moves that the Chicago Bulls have done? What, what are your thoughts on what the Bulls have done uh, to this point? I think um, they definitely they they definitely did some stuff these last few years, man. You like you think they'll get some pieces and then they'll trade away some guys or this and that. But I think uh, finally, like one putting people around Zach Levine. Then you got um, what's the center's name? Uh, Vucevic. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that played in Orlando and Toronto for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'm like Charles Barkley. I'm not gonna pronounce these names right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and he's Wait. a good player um then you bring in a person like uh the rosen um then i'm trying to think who else they got yeah they went out and got lonzo ball too so yeah and then, yes yes um and his, his three-point shot has gotten way better uh last year uh yeah. so i think he's definitely you know he's gonna hustle defensive wise and he'll find people open um the rookies i think they didn't get nobody to the second round so i'm not too sure but I think, man, uh, they'll definitely have a – you can't get any worse. I'll definitely yeah. That. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly right, yeah. And, I mean, they put some they put some pieces together. So, you know, DeRozan is always good for 22 to 25 points. He gets to the rim. Not a great three-point shooter, but he can create his own shot. You got Love uh, – or not Love, but Ball, who shot over 43-point range. You got a big man, and you got Levine. So, you got some help you know there and they still have some young pieces from the last couple years in the draft when they were terrible and so uh all right talk to us about your uh your Miami Heat your beloved Miami Heat. how do you feel about what they did in uh in free agency um man I I, I think I love it um at first I wasn't too sure I ain't gonna lie with, with Kyle Lowry I mean he's good um he's great you know a little older now I just didn't sure, you know, how I was going to fit. But, I mean, bringing in all these other puzzles, all these pieces, I'm like, man, it looking good. Because um, just bringing him in, I was like, that's not going to do much. But, I mean, you have – you extend Jimmy Butler. You still keep Duncan Robinson. You're able to keep Tyler Hero. Uh, you bring in Lowry. Um, you know, you have Bam Adebayo, who I feel like is so underrated and slowly getting better every year. Um, you bring back um, – he's seven foot tall. I can't think of his name. Um but you bring him yeah. back, um, and you got all these pieces, man. Um, I'm not gonna lie, uh, Max Stroop, last year yeah. he was really good, man, from the three point line. He um, he can definitely take it in. He can dunk. Well, he went off yesterday, um, like five for five, three points, had almost like 29 points. Uh, you know, a couple of rebounds. I think that dude is coming alive. Yeah. Uh, but there, one guy, I don't know his name, but in these last classic uh, California classic games. First game, he had 29 points, 19 rebounds. Yesterday, he had like 20-something points, almost like 11 rebounds. Dude has yeah. been balling, shooting from the three-point line, dunking. I don't know who he is, but <laughs> and I they, love it. Man, they got some talent, man. So I think, you know, adding Lowry, getting that that official and, and basically subbing him in for, for Gorin. And I mean, everyone knows that Lowry, uh, he plays, he plays defense too. He's not just a shooter. He doesn't just create man, but he can find the open guy and the dude plays defense, which is exactly what, what the Heat like to do. So you put those two pieces together with Bam in the middle, man, and being able to keep some of that young talent that, you know, potentially people thought they were going to trade away. I mean, makes uh, make some difference there. So now 
the last team we're going to go over is my favorite team, Steve. So tell, us, <laughs> tell us what you think about uh, about what the, the New York Knickerbockers did in free agency. Man, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, they definitely, um, they're, I feel like you're, they're starting to become the team they used to be. Um, I mean, they what were they this year? The fourth, fifth seed? Yeah, fourth seed, yep. Fourth seed, you know, they, they did better in Miami. Um, I think in the playoffs, you kind of like are relying on, on players that you shouldn't be relying in the playoffs. But yeah. this year, man, um, Evan Fournier, I still think he's 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 always been very underrated. He can definitely make some shots. He, yeah. You know, he's smart ball. And then you also bring in Kemba Walker. So like having to deal with like chasing Kemba and then he sits out and then you bring in Derrick Rose. I'm just yeah. like, you know, man, um, they definitely brought in so far, those are the only pieces, but you still keep all the same talent. Uh, Mitchell, I think it's Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell Robinson at the center. You brought back Nerlens Noel, and, and that's what I like. So Thibodeau, man, he's just changed the culture in one year, man. You can't ask for more. Like, when the Knicks were ever good, it's always been around great defense, you know, uh, people that aren't afraid to get down and, and get dirty and roll their sleeves up, man, and do what they need to do to win. And so, man, last year they were a top five defensive team. And in reality, I mean, not until the end of the season were they in that top 15 range in offensive efficiency. So, like, if you t- if you take, like, Alfred Payton and you take him out and you sub in Kemba Walker there, and then you take out someone like a Reggie Bullock and you sub in Fournier there, man, mm-hmm. automatically you've, I, I think you've improved dramatically, at, at oh, least yeah. offensively. You know, maybe not defensively, but at least offensively. And in the playoffs... That's, that's where the problem was. I mean, Derrick Rose, man, God bless him, you know, but 34-year-old Derrick Rose balled out. I'm so excited they brought him back this year. I think he's a Thibodeau guy. He's a leader. And, uh, man, he's not afraid to put his arm around the young guys like um, like IQ quickly. Like, he took him under his wing and kind of worked with him on his floater, man. So, I don't know. I uh, I still think the East belongs to the Nets, and then everyone else will be <laughs> fighting fighting for the two, three, four, five, and six. And then, I mean, you think New Jersey, you think, I mean, those two teams, along with uh, Doc Rivers' choking team, the 76ers, man, I think the East is going to be great this year, man. Uh, I definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be, so, like, definitely um... – I think it's going to be some great playoffs, really good playoff, uh, definitely matches. Um, it's a lot to see, man. You just got each team is stacked everywhere, I think, you know, um, and they put the right pieces where they needed to be. I just think, um, I don't know, I yeah. think at the end of the day, if people can stay healthy, um, then yeah, we'll definitely see some, I think we'll see something different. I agree, man. I agree. I think it's going to be awesome. Steve, thank you for your time. We will uh, continue to bring Steve back uh, onto uh, our podcast so that we can dive into all things basketball as the NBA season uh, kicks back off in the fall and the winter season. And then the next time we have him on, we're going to be diving into Loki. So he is a big Marvel guy. Want to review it. Want to go over some of the uh, the things that he thinks are going to be happening, uh, starting off with uh, with Phase Four and all things Marvel, the upcoming shows, the upcoming movies, and everything like that. So, hey, thank you guys for joining us for the podcast. Pray you guys enjoyed it. Have a blessed day.